जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय नाधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यमुनातीरावन यमुना तीरवन चारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जशोदानंदन गज जन रंजना जशोदानंदन गज जन रंजना जशोदानंदन गज जन रंजना जशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजना जमुना तीरावन चारी जमुना तीरावन चारी जय राधा माधवा 
Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Srila Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Guru Deva Guru Deva Guru Deva Jaya Guru Deva Nitai Guru Pramanande Hare Hare Krishna So thank you everybody for attending today's program, whether you're online, a lot of you are online, and those of us who are present here in person. Today is the happiest day of our life. Today is the Holy Appearance Day of the original Supreme Personality of God in Lord Sri Kalachanji Ki Jai. So why it is the happiest day in our life is because Kalachanji is the source of our happiness. Krishna is the source of all of our happiness. He allows us very, very kindly to engage in his service, even though we are hardly qualified, and in a lot of cases like myself, not even qualified at all. Uh, yet he allows us to do wonderful service. So today, um, I thought we'd do something a little different in our class today, and that is we'd talk about a typical day in... Krishna's life. Now this word typical is in many ways not correct because Krishna never repeats himself. There's nothing that he does over and over again in the exact same way. There's always some difference. There's always something fresh about what he does. But he does do things in a day. And so we'd like to talk about a day in Krishna's life and see what it looks like because this will really help us understand our position, what is our position in life, and why is it that not only we should be Krishna conscious, but everybody should become Krishna conscious. Okay, to start off, we'll start with a verse from the Bhagavad Gita, and as usual, let's please chant. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Jaina Tasme Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamajyam Dadati Svapadantikam Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upiantite vancha kalpa trubhischa kripasandhubya evacha patitanam pavanebhya vaishnavebhya namo nama nama om vishnu padaya krishna peshtaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta swami nitinamine namaste saraswati devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shanyabhadi Pakyatadeshita Jai Sri Krishna Pri 
ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧರ ಶಿವಾಸ್ ಅರಿಗೋರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಜೈ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವದ್ಗೀತಾರೂಪಕಿ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತ ಮಹಾಪುರಾಣ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಚೈತಾಮೃತ ಕಿ ಜಯ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೋಡ್ ಪ್ರಮಾನಂದೇ ಹರಿ ಹರಿ ಬೋಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೋರ್ which is entitled transcendental knowledge of the shrimad bhagavad gita and it's uh, text number 9 please repeat after me janma karma ch me divyam janma karma ch me divyam evam yo vetti tatvataha evam yo vetti tatvataha ತ್ಯಕ್ತ್ಬಾಧೆಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ತ್ಯಕ್ತ್ಬಾಧೆಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತಕ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತಕ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತಕ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತಕ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ ತ್ವಾಧೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾಮೇತಿ ಸಾಜುನ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಚ ಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಾತಿ ತತ್ಪತ 
तत्वादेहम पुनर्जन्म नेति मामेति सर्जुना जन्म कर्म च मे दिव्याम एवं यो व्यक्ति तत्वता तत्वादेहम पुनर्जन्म Neti mameti sarjuna. Thank you very much. Janma karma chame divyam. Evam yoveti tatvataha. Takva deham punar janma. Neti mameti sarjuna. Janma. Birth. Karma. Work. Cha. Also. Me of mine, divyam, transcendental, evam, like this, yaha, anyone who, vetti, knows, tattvataha, in reality, takva, leaving aside, deham, this body, punaha, again, janma, Birth, na, never, eti, does attain, mam, unto me, eti, does attain, saha, he, Arjuna, O Arjuna. Translation, please repeat after me. One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. Again, one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving this body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. By his divine grace. The Lord's descent from his transcendental abode is already explained in the sixth verse. One who can understand the truth and appearance of the personality of Godhead is already liberated from material bondage, and therefore he returns to the kingdom of God immediately after quitting this material body. Such liberation of the living entity from the material bondage, is not at all easy. The impersonalists and the yogis attain liberation only after much trouble and many, many births. Even then, the liberation they achieve, merging into the impersonal Brahma of the Lord, is only partial, and there is the risk of returning to this material world. But the devotees, simply by understanding the transcendental nature of the body and activities of the Lord, attains the abode of the Lord after ending this body and does not run the risk of returning to this material world. In the Brahma Sangeeta 5.33, it is stated that the Lord has many, many forms and incarnations. Advaitam, Achyutam, Anadim, Anantarupam. Although there are many transcendental forms of the Lord, they are still one and the same personality of Godhead. One has to understand this fact with conviction although it is incomprehensible to the mundane scholars 
and empiric philosophers, as stated in the Vedas, in the Purusha Bodhini Upanishad. Eko Devo Nitya Lilan Rakto Bhakta Vyapi Hridayantar Atma. Quote, the one supreme personality of Godhead is eternally engaged in many, many transcendental forms in relationships with his unalloyed devotees. Close quotes. This Vedic version is confirmed in this verse of the Gita personally by the Lord himself. He who accepts this truth on the strength of the authority of the Vedas and of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and who does not waste time in philosophical speculations attains the highest perfectional stage of liberation. Simply by accepting this truth on faith, one can, without a doubt, attain liberation. The Vedic version, Tattvam Asi, is actually applied in this case. Anyone who understands Lord Krishna to be the Supreme, or who says unto the Lord, quote, You are the same Supreme Brahman, the personality of Godhead, close quotes, is certainly liberated instantly, and consequently, his entrance into the transcendental association of the Lord is guaranteed. So please all repeat after me. You are the same Supreme Brahman, the personality of Godhead. And so if you say that, you're certainly liberated instantly. And consequently, your entrance into, our entrance into the transcendental association of the Lord is guaranteed. In other words, such a faithful devotee of the Lord attains perfection. And this is confirmed by the following Vedic assertion. Tam eva vidvati mrityumeti nanyaha pantha vidyate yanaya. Quote, one can attain the perfect stage of liberation from birth and death simply by knowing the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and there is no other way to achieve this perfection. Close quote. This is from the Sviteshwadar Upanishad 3.8. That there is no alternative means that anyone who does not understand Lord Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is surely in the mode of ignorance and consequently he will not attain salvation simply, so to speak, by licking the outer surface of the bottle of honey or by interpreting the Bhagavad Gita according to the mundane scholarship. According to mundane scholarship. Such empiric philosophers may assume very important roles in the material world but they are not necessarily eligible for liberation. Such puffed-up mundane scholars have to wait for the causeless mercy of the devotee of the Lord. One should therefore cultivate Krishna consciousness with the faith and knowledge. Sorry. One should therefore cultivate Krishna consciousness with faith and knowledge and in this way attain perfection. I'd like you to repeat this verse because normally in the mornings we speak from the Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is the Paribhasi Sutra of Srimad Bhagavatam. When you chant this verse, you have chanted the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. So please repeat after me. Ete Changsha Kalaha Pungshaha Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakulam Lokam Midiyanti Yuge Yuge Ete Changsha Kalapungsha Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam 
इन वारिव्याकुलम ज्योका मेरे अंति युगे युगे प्लीज रिपीट ऑल ऑफ द अबव मेंशनड इनकार्नेशंस आर आइदर प्लेनरी पोर्शंस or portions of the plenary portions of the lord but lord shri krishna is the original supreme personality of godhead all of them appear on planets whenever there is a disturbance created by atheists the lord incarnates to protect the theists परित्रनाय साधुना विनाशाय च दुष्कृता धर्म संस्थापनार्थाय संभवामि युगे युगे नमः ओम विष्णु पादाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते तमा कृष्ण गोस्वामी सुनामी ओम ज्ञान तिमिरंदस्य ज्ञान जनस्वाताय चक्षुरन्नेतंगीना मे श्री गुरुवे नमः सो दिस वर्स वर्स नंबर 9 चैप्टर 4 व्हिच इज एंटाइटल्ड ट्रांसेंडेंटल नॉलेज the difference between transcendental knowledge and knowledge in general is that knowledge in general is imperfect it is insecure it does not work at all times for all people in all places under all circumstances but transcendental knowledge does that transcendental knowledge always works for anyone at any time in any place under any circumstance So today is the Lord's appearance day and it is described in the verse that we read from the Bhagavad Gita that one who knows the transcendental nature of Krishna's appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in the material world but attains to Krishna's eternal abode which is Goloka Vrindavan Prabhupada describes the meaning of Krishna consciousness is that one always lives with Krishna on that spiritual planet Golok Vrindavan and that one is simply waiting to give up this material body and in the purport we saw Prabhupada make exactly the same statement so uh, in a statement made by uh Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur he explains that krishna is the best of dancers he wanders in the caves of govardhan hill and he enjoys unlimited amorous pastimes in the autumn season he is the lover of the young cowherd maidens the supreme lord of all and the stealer of the gopi's garments as we can see from the painting at the back he is the lover of shrimati radharani the very springtime of her life and is very handsome He is the lord of the lives of all the sakhis in Vrindavan headed by Lalita and Vishaka. He possesses the lovely complexion of a fresh rain cloud. He is the bewilderer of Cupid and is always garlanded with fresh forest flowers. His face is full of sweet smiles and laughter and he is the wealth of the lives of the young cowherd maidens of Braja. he possesses a beautiful threefold bending form and holds a flute known as the murali he is the lover of the yamuna river the director of all the amorous sports of at radhakunda 
and he is the ocean of sweet devotional mellows. All glories to Sri Krishna, the son of Mother Yashoda, the cowherd boy, and giver of pleasure to the cows. All glories to the conqueror of Cupid, Lord Hari, who takes away all inauspiciousness, who is unlimited, and who is the awarder of liberation. All glories to the lifter of the great mountain named as Govardhan, the delighter of all the inhabitants of Braja, who wanders in the forests along the banks of the river Yamuna. All glories to the infallible Lord, husband of the goddess of fortune, the supreme enjoyer, and the moon of Vrindavan. All glories to Krishna, who always holds a flute to his lips, who is the color of a dark blue rain cloud, and who is the only source of ananda for the gopis of Sri Vrindavan Dham. Srila Bhakti Thakur Ki Jai. This is from the Gitavali. So, why in this verse it says, one who knows the transcendental nature, not just the nature of Krishna's appearance and activities, but the transcendental nature. So why transcendental? Why this word transcendental is used? The word transcendental is used because Krishna is a very unusual person. He can create billions and billions and billions and billions of yugas and lifetimes inside one moment. I mean, that's hard to understand. This is why it is said, Krishna consciousness cannot be understood by the mind, because the mind is limited. It can only be understood by the heart, because the heart, which is the spiritual heart, on this side is the physical heart, but here is the spiritual heart. That's why everybody says me when they point to themselves here. There are two eyes there, the little eye, that's me, and the big eye, that's Krishna. Each and every one is the little eye, and the big eye is Krishna. And that spiritual heart is where everything happens. The whole creation, including the material world and the spiritual world, is inside the spiritual heart. Now, that's very hard to understand. How it can be inside the spiritual heart of not only us as human beings, but every atom. Every atom has a heart. And in that heart is that atom's little soul and Krishna. And now, the purpose of life, as Srila Prabhupada describes in the seven purposes of ISKCON, is systematic education. Idea is, education is the art of expanding the heart so that the whole creation can fit inside the heart. All of Krishna's Leela, all of Gauranga Mahaprabhu's Leela can fit inside the heart. So when I'm speaking today about Krishna's typical day, please think of it from that point of view. Do not think of it from a logical point of view, a sequential point of view, a worldly point of view, a mental point of view, an intellectual point of view. None of these work. None of these work. The only thing that works is Krishna's mercy. And to understand this topic, we have to have Krishna's mercy. Because Krishna says, with my right hand, I give everything that anybody wants in the world. People are asking Krishna all the time, either directly or indirectly. They ask either, asking either him directly or through his associates or through the demigods or through some powerful human beings or to the ghosts or to the trees. People pray to all sorts of things. So whoever they're praying to, the ultimate person who actually is the giver is Krishna. 
He is the ultimate giver. So they are actually praying to him indirectly. So directly or indirectly, a lot of us always pray to Krishna and he says, with my right hand, I give them whatever they want and more than what they want. But my left hand, I keep in the back. In my left hand, I have something that is most precious and that I only give to my devotees. Can you imagine what that is in the left hand? Sorry? Yeah, Krishna Prema. A little broader definition is bhakti. Devotion to Krishna. Krishna consciousness. Bhakti he keeps in his left hand. And he only awards that to devotees. And why today is the happiest day in our life is that today he freely gives that to anybody who asks for that bhakti. So think of whatever I am going to say today about Krishna's day from that point of view. Okay? That this is Krishna's mercy. That we are getting to understand something that is truly incredible. All from the beginning of the day when Krishna is about to get up. When Krishna is about to get up, his parents are already up. The parents of Radharani are already up. The parents of all the gopas and gopis are up. Now, all of these parents are super, super, super thrilled when they get up. They're super thrilled. They're super happy and joyful because they're about to see their children get up. Now, for those of us who have children and we really love our babies, we actually experience that too. We get up a little earlier and then the baby is still sleeping and then we go about doing whatever we've got to do. And then the baby gets up and our life starts. The day starts. Because it's going to be all excitement that very day. Because that's what the baby will do to you. The baby will control your life through and through. All day and all night. So, these children of the gopis and the gopas, they're all very amazing children. I'm going to be jumping leelas back and forth, so stay with me. These children are none other than Krishna himself. How did that happen? Well, there is a leela that you can see. There's a painting on the wall on that side where Krishna is having a feast with his friends. They're sitting in a circle with Krishna and everybody is thinking that Krishna is sitting only with me. This is Krishna's mystical ability and he shows that in the, in the Ras Leela painting on this side where he is with each of the gopis like that. So what happens is that he's having such a wonderful time because this feast is an amazing feast. Because in the morning when the mothers and fathers get up, one of the things they do is they prepare the breakfast. And the breakfast is all things that children love. Now what do children love the most? Huh? Thank you. They love sweets. They love sweet drinks. Right? They love icicles, popsicles, ice cream. Right? And uh, all types of candies. So this is, why is that happening? Because that's what Krishna is like too. He's exactly like that. Except his popsicles are more tasty than our popsicles. His ice cream is way more tastier than ours. And it's so tasty actually, if you just got a drop, your body will transform into pure transcendence. It will become fully energized. It can do anything Krishna can do. Just by taking a drop of that food that any of these gopis actually make. This is how blissful, how tasty the food is that they have been preparing for their children. So when they get up, they give them the sweets. After, of course, giving them a bit of a bath. 
Krishna is a little different. He'll get up, he will do what in Gujarati is called Hatpag Moru, which means that he'll wash his hands, he'll wash his feet, and he'll wash his face. And then what will he do? He'll pick up the chanting beads and he'll start chanting. The first thing Krishna does in the morning when he wakes up after doing this is to chant. And he's chanting the holy names of the cows. We're chanting his holy names. He's chanting the names of the cows. And as he chants the names of each cow, that cow will feel absolute ecstasy. Total bliss. That cow knows Krishna is with me in every way I want to be with Krishna. Now these cows are surabis. And they are kamadhenus. Which means they are wish-fulfilling cows. They can do anything. Whatever you ask, you ask from it a Mercedes-Benz, bang, the Mercedes-Benz right there. I'm using that language because we're in the material world. But whatever you ask for, it's instantly given by the cow. These are the cows. And they're feeling complete ecstasy. Can you imagine how much they want to bless Krishna? In their udders sit all the demigods. This is why cow milk is called Deva Amrita. The reason is Deva Amrita is because the Devas are the 33 million demigods and demigoddesses. They all sit in the udder of the cow, of the Kamadhenu. Because they are looking forward to the milk themselves. In this world, for example, we know people drink water to survive, right? They drink water all the time. In the demigod kingdom, they drink milk all the time. They carry milk bottles with them over. Just like we carry water bottles, they carry milk bottles. They drink milk all the time. It's called the nectar. And the water there is also very nectarian. But the water there is more expensive than the milk. Now we're very fortunate. Krishna gave us a planet where the water is actually cheaper than milk. But somehow we have attraction for neither so much. We want fancy drinks like pomegranate juice. You know, sweet sugarcane juice. But actually we should learn from the authorities what they have as their, as their desires. Because that tells us how we can lift our consciousness. So then, the, the cows become ecstatic, but more than them, the bulls become ecstatic. Now you'd think, Krishna is taking the name of the cow. Why the bull is becoming ecstatic? Well, the fact is, for those of you who are married, and if you had a romantic marriage, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be a, a love marriage, it can be a marriage that's a uh, arranged marriage, which are the better marriages anyway. Uh, if you had a romantic marriage, you know, husbands know, they're very happy to have a beautiful wife, and a nice wife, a chaste wife, a wife who loves them a lot, pampers them a lot, makes the best prashadam. You see what I'm saying? So to the boy, so the men are very, very happy with their wives. So similarly, the bulls are very happy with their kamadhenus. They're very happy. And more happy than both of them are the gobacharas, the calves. The, uh, what do you call the calf that's a male calf? I'll call the calf, it's something else. Anyway. Okay, so yeah, the, the, the children, the children cow, cows, and, and bulls, they are the happiest. They become so happy. Why do you think they become so happy? Any guess? Because the milk in the cow, when Krishna takes the name, transforms into pure nectar. 
And they're going to get to drink it, right? What are children interested in? Eating and drinking, right? A little bit of pooping, a little bit of crying. Hopefully some sleeping. But mostly eating and drinking. We're trained from young age to eat and drink all the time. That's why Krishna consciousness is called the kitchen religion. Because we're about food. We're about prasadam. Prabhupada said you can eat your way back to Godhead. In fact, in one lecture he says you should eat so much when you join Hare Krishna that you become a roly-poly. Which means you are as wide as you are tall. If you're six feet wide, you should be also uh, six feet tall, you should be six feet wide too. So you become a roly-poly. Like that. And then after six months of doing that, control your food. And become very renounced. Eat only as much as you need to. And focus more on chanting Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So now, all of these children, the cowherd boys and girls' children, the gopis and the gopas, they are super pumped. What are they so pumped about? They're pumped about the fact that now the rest of the day is going to unfold. Krishna is going to be performing some amazing, amazing pastimes. Just like I was telling you this pastime, where Lord Brahma, when he saw these children having such a nice time, he thought, I am the creator. Who is this little boy that everybody's giving so much love to and so much, you know, uh, attention to and, uh, and uh, recognition to? So what he did was, he took all the cowherd boys and the, and the, and the cows and the calves and he put them inside a cave. And he shut the cave up with huge rocks so they couldn't come out. Then when he came back to the pasturing ground, what did he see? He saw that all they were, they were still there. The same cows, the same calves and the same cowherd boys were all there. So he rubbed his eyes and he thought, what's happening here? I just put them in the cave, so how come they're sitting here? So he went back to the cave to see if the boys were there and the cows were there and the calves. And he saw they were all there too. They were all there. So now he was really bewildered. So this time he came back. What did he see? He saw that the cows and the cow calves had all become Vishnu forms with four hands. And then these cow boys had become a Vishnu form also. And that there were many, many Brahmas, hundreds and thousands of Brahmas coming and offering their obeisances at the lotus feet of Krishna. And these Brahmas, he had four heads, but they had eight heads, hundred heads, five thousand heads, ten thousand heads, five million heads, three billion heads. He's thinking to himself, what's happening here? Who are these Brahmas? I thought I was the only Brahma. So these are the Brahmas of the other universes, because there are so many Brahmas. So at that time, in this Leela, when Krishna would go back again, all of the cows, all of the calves, all of the cowherd boys who went back were all Krishna. Now you can see why the parents are so excited, right? <laughs> they all have Krishna as their children. They're very excited to see him when they, when, they, when they wake up in the morning. The bulls are very excited to see the little calves wake up in the morning. Everybody's totally excited. They, just, they can't understand why they're feeling so much ecstasy and bliss. And so these preparations happen now because now they're going to be going to the forest. I'm cutting short something so that, you know, in space of time, we've got to explain the whole day. So then they go to the forest, dancing and singing, and the kirtan is just totally out of this world. There's amazing kirtan that happens from the home of Krishna to the pasturing grounds. 
If you want to see the pasturing grounds, they're here behind this painting. There's another painting there that has a pasturing ground as well. And of course, they're taking picnic on the pasturing ground and that painting on the other side. So these pasturing grounds, they know, the trees know, and the grass know that Krishna is coming. So they start blossoming flowers and fruits and they're just in complete ecstasy. The grass is telling the baby grass, you're going to be so happy. Krishna is going to come. We're going to have such a nice time. The baby is all laughing and having a nice time. The baby grass is having a nice time. All waiting for Krishna. As Krishna is going with his, uh, with Lord Balaram, with the cows, with the calves, in the gopas, playing on the flute, singing and dancing, on the way, the dust is flying up. Now what are the dust? This dust is not like our dust. We Just like we are insignificant, the dust in this world is also insignificant. But the dust on Golok Vrindavan is very different. The dust in Vrindavan is very different. This dust is, itself, it is Chintamani. It is wish-fulfilling. It can't do anything. So this particle of dusts, they rise up. Why do they rise up? Because they are singing and dancing too. They're flying in the air and they're spinning and they're doing all sorts of dances and they're competing with the cowherd boys who are dancing too and the dust is saying to the cowherd boy, I can dance better than you. These dusts are actually saffron particles of pure love. Dancing on the way with Krishna's dancing party. Singing and dancing. Amazing, amazing kirtan. The demigods are stunned when they hear this kirtan. They can't imagine where is this sound coming from? How is it so beautiful? How is the fruit so beautiful? And so like this, they make their way to the pasturing grounds. And the pasturing grounds, all the living entities, they are waiting for Krishna and his company to come because they're going to be in total ecstasy in that day. In the meantime, Mother Yashoda has heard that Durvasha Muni came to the house of Radharani and was very pleased by her service to him and gave him a, gave her a boon that whatever you cook will be pure nectar. And anybody who eats that will become totally energized, their health will become perfect, and they will become completely intelligent, and everything will become the best in their lives. Mother Yashoda, hearing this, thinks to herself, my, I should marry my son to this type of a girl. This would make a very good bride for my son. My son is so sweet. I want, the, I want the sweetest girl for her. So she goes off to Varshana to meet with Radharani. So she arrives at Varshana and of course Krishna, Radharani knows Mother, Mother Ishoda. Everybody knows Mother Ishoda. Mother Ishoda is the topmost personality. Everybody knows. They all love her. They call her Maya. And they love her very much. Radharani sees Maya and says, Maya, how, how nice to see you early in the morning. What brings you here? And she says, by and by, come and sit next to me and I'll talk to you later. And then Mother Ishoda will try to touch Radharani's hand. She wants to find a way. How do I broach this topic about getting engaged to my son? She's worried that Radharani may say, sorry, I don't want to get married. I'm, you know, I want to be single. <laughs> or whatever. So she doesn't want to know for an answer. So she's thinking, how am I going to say this? So she says to Radharani, your hands are so beautiful, Radharani. She says, yeah. Have you ever, ever thought of putting some mandy on the hand? <laughs> and Radharani says, why me? Yeah, why are you asking? No, no, it, it, it's so beautiful, I think. If you put mandy on your hands, it looks so beautiful. And she 
says, Maya, whatever you say, of course, if it is good for me, it is good for me. So Maya immediately starts putting Mendi on her hands. Maya says to Radharani, have you ever thought about settling down in life? <laughs> Radharani says, what is that? What is settling down? She says, well, you know, getting a nice boy, marrying a nice boy. Oh, and she gets, she gets really perturbed by that question, and Mother Yeshua immediately realizes, better not go there. This is not the right time. So she stops, and she keeps talking about nice things to her, and, and keeps rather unhappy, and finishes the, the mandi, putting on the, uh, the kumkum and the, uh, 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 saffron and, uh, haldi, or turmeric on her hand. And so then what happens is that she leaves, and Radharani and her friends are going to the forest also. And the friends say to Radharani, do you know what just happened? And she said, what? She said, Maya came. So what happened? She said, she, she just made you an engaged person. You just got engaged. To who did I get engaged to? I never got engaged to anybody. No, 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 you got engaged. Who did you get engaged to? You got engaged to Krishna. What? When did I get engaged to Krishna? No question, no mention of the name, nothing. No, look at your hand. You got this mainly. That's why it's there. What am I supposed to do now? I don't want to get married to Krishna. I don't admit, I like my freedom. I want my freedom. Thank you very much. I'm not getting caught in any marriage situation. What to do? What to do? What to do? So Lalita says, look, don't worry. There's this lake. There was a lake there. Just go in the lake and you wash your hands. So it comes off. So she goes in the lake and she washes her hands. First she doesn't want to go in the lake. She's worried some demon might be inside the lake. But you know, the gopis are there. These gopis are not uh, usual girls, okay? They're very strong. Any one gopi can handle all the wrestlers of this world with her little finger. That's how much powerful this is. And there was a wrestling match between Krishna and Radharani. And we all know who won that match. These gopis are not ordinary. They're very powerful. So the gopis, no, we're here. Don't worry, come inside. Went inside, washed her hands. The lake became yellow. Totally yellow. Krishna is performing his pastimes in another part of the forest. One of the cows, cow, one of the calves runs away. Krishna is chasing after the calf to bring the calf back. While chasing after the calf, he comes to this lake. He sees this lake and thinks, never saw a yellow lake before. What is this yellow lake? You know, and he thought some demon must have done something. That's why it became yellow. This beautiful lake became yellow. So he went and he said, let me just touch the lake first and see because the demon might have some special powers, right? So he touches the lake and an electric shock goes through his body. But this is not an ordinary electric shock. This is an electric shock of pure bliss. Goes through his body. Wow, that was nice. Maybe I should stick my leg in there. So he puts his leg inside there. Wow, he feels even more ecstasy. But put my second leg in there. This way he goes right inside the lake. And soon he starts swimming under the lake. And only his peacock feather can be seen on the top moving around the lake. And all of the uh, living entities around the, the trees, the, the birds, the, the, the deer, the rabbits, everyone, they're in total ecstasy seeing this scene unfold. And Krishna comes out. When he comes out, he's a beautiful yellow color. And everybody chants loudly, Go Ranga! So then, this is Goranga now. Krishna became Goranga. Krishna says, wow. And he's chanting name, Krishna, 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 Krishna. 
He's chanting the name of Krishna all the time. Think, why am I chanting my own name? And he looks at his hands. I'm golden yellow. How did I become golden yellow? And he's totally in love with Krishna. So then he decides he's going to go to Mayapur, Navadvip. So he gets some of the coward boys, says, let's all go to Navadvip. So they all run to Navadvip, and including uh, Lord Balaram. And Balaram becomes Nityananda, and Goranga is there, and Advaita Chari, and all of them are there, and they start performing their pastimes in Navadvip. This is during the day, by the way, while they're in the forest. Now, what happened was, in their rush to go there, they forgot Sridham. Sridham got left behind. So when Goranga Mahaprabhu arrived there, he saw, oh, Sridham is not with us. So he says to Nityananda, go back and pick up Sridham. We forgot Sridham. Sridham was sleeping underneath a tree, and everybody forgot him, that he was taking a nap. So Nityananda goes back, Lord Nityananda goes back, and says to Sridham, let's go to Navadweep. She says, who are you? And he says, you don't know me, sir. I don't know you. Who are you? Because he's Nityananda. He's not Lord Balaram. He looks like Lord Nityananda. He's golden, reddish golden complexion. Lord Balaram is bluish white golden color. So, you know, it's a difference. He says, I don't know you. I'm not going anywhere with you. You know? And he says, no, no, no. This happened and Gurungamapu is gone there, he's gone there. And then after he hears the whole story, he loves the story, but he gets very angry at him. He says, how come you guys forgot me? How come you left me behind? You don't care about me? You don't love me? I'm so disappointed. He starts crying. Then Nityananda decides, better turn myself into Balaram again, because this guy's not going to believe me. So he takes the form of Lord Balaram, and immediately, Balaram and, and Sridham are very close. So, Sridham hugs him and says, oh, you're here? He says, yes, I'm here. I'm the same Nityananda. He turns him back to that, to Nityananda. Then he realizes, okay, it's the same person. So let's go. So they all go to Navadvipa, and they perform amazing pastimes in Navadvipa. Sankirtan pastimes, uh, distributing books, of, of, of Krishna consciousness, uh, so many things, they, you know, do a revolution, it's a Sankirtan revolution, this, that, and the other. And then they come back to the forest of Vrindavan. And they have a nice picnic, like they do here. And then some other pastimes, then they head back towards home again. And then when they head back towards home, here comes a wonderful story of a pastime that makes us understand why every devotee is most important. No matter how bad they are, no matter how good they are, or wherever they are in the middle. Makes no difference. They're all very important. The story is told by Kalpabriksha. Kalpabriksha is a very famous tree in Vrindavan that actually is a wish-fulfilling tree. And all the other trees are also Kalpabrikshas. But this particular tree is known as Kalpabriksha. So Kalpabriksha wanted to tell the story of Krishna. And in telling the story, he asked the living entities to come. So the birds came... The, all the living entities, they came there to this tree. The birds sat on the branches. And then from a hole in the tree, a snake slithers out. And then twirls it, winds itself around one of the branches. As soon as the snake came, the birds flew away. Because, you know, snakes eat birds, right? So the birds were worried. So they flew away. So, uh, so, uh, Kalpabriksha said, no, don't worry, don't worry, come back. He won't do anything to you. So he said, all of the devotees of Krishna, are the greatest. They're the best of the best. So the snake became proud, so he put his head up like that. Me too, right? I'm also the best. He said, but not you. So the snake became, he felt very bad, he felt very insulted. So he hid his head in his quails. 
So at that time, Sari and Sukha were there. You know who Sari and Sukha are, right? These are the parrots of Radharani and Krishna. Sari is Radharani's parrot, and Sukha, I mean Sukha is Radharani's parrot, and Sari is uh, Krishna's parrot. So they said to Kalpabriksha, why did you just say that? Why did you say not him? He's also very important. He's the best. Now let us tell you a story. <laughs> so they tell a story too. Kalpabriksha, that everybody hears. That one day, the cowherd boys and the cows and the calves, when they came back from the, the grazing grounds, they had done amazing, amazing pastimes. The uh, pastime of the cows being stolen, the pastime that I just said about Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. The pastime of, uh, this is uh, Yudhisthira Prabhu, for those of you who don't know, he was the Tamil president before I became Tamil president. He was my Tamil president. So, uh, very wonderful disciple, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, great devotee. So, actually, uh, they came back from the, uh, from the pastimes in the forest, and Krishna realized, my boys today just outdid themselves, and the cows outdid themselves, the cows outdid themselves. They were so great, they did all these pastimes, and they walked into the mouth of a snake, and they came out of it again, and you know, they got thrown around by this, that, and the other, and then these huge animals came in the forest, the forest caught fire, and then they ran out of the forest, and these tala trees fell down, and they ate all these tala fruits, and he's telling, so he's telling to Mother Yashoda, my boys are really tired. They've done so much today. In a day of Krishna, by this way, more than a kalpa goes by. A kalpa is 8,640,000,000 years of our time. That's why all these pastimes are all happening within the same day. This is Krishna's day. Krishna, like I said, in a moment can create billions of yugas, or to speak of lifetimes. So all these pastimes are happening. So obviously the boys are a little tired now, right? They've been playing a lot. A lot of play. Now they're tired. So she, he comes back and tells Mother Shoda, can you please make some nice prasadam? Let's give them a great feast, you know? Tell them. So she says, fine. You and your boys go to the uh, lake and have a nice swim and come back and we'll have the feast ready. So she goes into the kitchen and who is in the kitchen who understands that this might happen? It's Radharani and her friends. So she says to Radharani, can you please cook up a feast? Radharani says, my pleasure. So she and her gopis Cook up an amazing, amazing feast. I mean, you can't even imagine the variety of food that was there. And the tastes, all the sweet foods, the pungent foods, the salty foods, the sour foods, and the mixers of these, and all types of food. Just You can eat your hand while you're licking your hands. That's how tasty the food is. It ain't just finger licking good. It's actually body looking, licking good. You can eat the whole body up. That's how tasty this food is, you know. So they really cook it up. Now these guys have gone to the lake and have a nice time inside the lake. They dip inside the lake. And when they dip inside the lake, they come out on the other side. And lo and behold, they're in uh, in Dwarka. And they're, they're residents of Dwarka. And they live a whole pastime of a life inside Dwarka. And then they take a dip in the lake again, go underground, come back. And Krishna is waiting for them, says, okay, food must be ready, let's go. They're thinking, wow, how did that happen? We just took a dip underwater and all these lifetimes turned up. That's Krishna. He's always very exciting. The two things about Krishna that is always very exciting. One is that he's always happy and he laughs a lot. And you remember it said that there in the past time, you remember? 
Prabhupada says that. That he's always happy, he's always creating happiness, and he's always laughing a lot. So his pastimes are always very, very joyful. Amazingly joyful pastimes. So these boys now, as you know, when you have a nice dip in the lake, you're going to become even more hungry. You're going to become very hungry. You're going to have voracious hunger. So now, these boys are thinking, what did they cook? They're complaining to Krishna, there's not going to be enough food. We're really hungry. We're going to need a lot of food. Krishna says, don't worry, Mother Shoda is very good. She's very smart. She'll see how much we are hungry. She'll give so much food, you won't be able to eat. He said, wow, we got to see this. So they go back, and then they, they take their seats. You know, how did Hare Krishna Prabhu? Take their seats, you know how we take our seats when taking prasadam, right? In rows, they take their seats. And then, here come the, the maid servants, the gopis. They come and they serve the food out to them. And these guys are thinking, wow, this is very nice. They're popping the food in their mouth, and, and they're just becoming totally blissful. They, they never felt this amount of bliss before. Never felt this ecstasy before. And the amazing thing is, the gopis are coming and putting more and more varieties on the plate. And it's just an unending variety. Keep coming and boys are thinking, oh my God, we spoke a little early. Are we going to finish this food now? Because the gopis are going to complain, you guys couldn't eat. You know, you always complain that we can't cook. Now you have to accept defeat. You guys can't eat. We can cook. The problem is you guys. You can't eat as fast as we can cook. And they're coming with this hundreds and hundreds of varieties of wonderful, wonderful preparations. The cowho boys are eating, eating, eating. And after a while, they realize they're laughing, laughing. They start rolling on the ground. And they're eating while they're rolling on the ground. Then they stand up and people are throwing gulab jamuns on other people and this, that, and the other, catching them in their mouth. And just like Visheshika Prabhu, right? In, 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 uh, uh, Alachua, uh, no, in Gainesville, I heard, how many gulab jamuns did he eat? Were they throwing them in his mouth? I think there were like 1,200 gulab jamuns. 1,200. It could be 1,500. I might be a little low-balling this one. One guy, 1,200 gulab jamuns, catching them in his mouth perfectly, okay? When they're throwing it, he's catching his mouth and eating. You can imagine these coward boys, now they're throwing food at one another, and they're catching and eating it, you know? And there's this tons and tons and tons of food being in. The gobis are still coming with more food. So Krishna has to go to the kitchen and tell Radharani, Bus, 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 please stop. My boys accept defeat, don't worry, stop. Can't eat this much. The gopis wind up, they're eating, and Krishna says to Radharani, I'm so happy with you. You did such nice cooking. Such nice cooking. Your girls are so nice, they're so sweet. These girls are so sweet. They just want to please the boys. So then, he says to her, when this is over, I'll come to our favorite kunja. And that favorite uh, kunja is called koyari, koyari, like that. So I'll come to that kunja, and we'll meet each other. Radharani is so happy to hear that. So Radharani, after taking some prasad, and throttles off to the kunja, waiting for Krishna, starts preparing the kunja. These kunjas are so beautiful, that there is no palace on this planet that will compare to the outhouse of this kunja. That's how beautiful the kunjas are. They're very beautifully decorated. Radharani is beautifully decorating this huge place, sweet things, herself decorating herself. She just wants to be very, very pleasing to Krishna. She wants Krishna to be totally happy that night. 
So she's waiting there, waiting there, waiting there, and it's six o'clock, then it becomes seven o'clock, and it becomes eight o'clock, and then she thinks, Oh my God, that rascal Krishna. He's gonna stand me up. He's gonna stand me up. He's not coming. He loves his friends so much, he won't come. So she's starting to get anxious, and as she's getting anxious, she starts getting angry, very disappointed, she starts pulling her hair, pulling all the hair, uh, the uh, flowers over her, out of her head, and ripping her sari, things like that. She's, she's really angry. And then around 11 o'clock, Krishna turns up with scratches on his hands. And Radharani knows why she has scratches on his hands. He's been sporting with other gopis. And that's why he's late. So she's completely mad at him. So he comes, he knows she's mad at him. And she looks at her, but she won't look at him. She turns around the other way. And he talks to her, but she won't talk to him. She just tells him, go away, you rascal. I don't want to be with you. I know what you did. I don't want to be with you. You tell me to wait here after all I did for you, and this is what I get? She's hopping mad. Krishna pleads and pleads and pleads, Radharani, no way. Just get out of here. All the living entities around in the Kunja are all feeling bad now. Now Radharani and Krishna are not getting along. This is a really bad situation. So they become unhappy. The weather becomes unhappy. The weather becomes so unhappy that it starts hailing. It becomes very cold. There's rain that's falling. Cold rain is falling and it's hailing and lightning is coming. And everybody is thinking the world is finished. There's nothing to live for in this world. Just then, uh, Rupa Manjari comes in. Rupa Manjari is Radharani's uh, very, very important assistant. He's the topmost amongst the Manjari. She comes in. She's very angry. She comes in behind Krishna and gives him a kick on his hindsight. He flies out of the Kunja to the other side of the Kunja. Falls outside the Kunja. And Krishna starts crying. My, this is pretty bad. Situation, I got kicked by a little girl. I mean, how, how much worse can it get than this? Everything is going upside down. So he starts crying. Now the weather becomes even worse. It's really becoming really bad, but Krishna crawls back into the kunja. He somehow wants to have some association with Radharani. So then, uh, just at that time, a snake turns up. Bloodshot eyes, fire coming out of the eyes. Very angry. The, the, the snake is very angry also because the snake is thinking, how did this happen? What went wrong here? And he's a little angry at Krishna. Why? You had to hang out so much with the other gopis that you made Radharani so unhappy. So his fire is coming out of his eyes. So Radharani sees the snake and the fire coming out of his eyes. She gets very scared. She runs and jumps onto Krishna's lap. And Krishna hugs her, holds her. And now Krishna is happy. He's got Radharani in his lap. Radharani is hugging him. Krishna is looking at the snake with his right eye, winks at the snake. Thank you. You solved our problem. There was no way this problem was going to get solved. And you solved the problem just by turning up. So Saki, Sari and Sukha is saying to, this is that snake that saved all of us. You're saying snake is not the best. He's actually the best. From this we learn, never think of another devotee, no matter what happens in negative terms. Never think of a devotee in any term that might be in any way putting that devotee down. 
This is not our interest. Krishna can take care of anything. He can take care of the snake. He can take care of Radharani. He can take care of all of us. Perfectly. This is how great Krishna is. He's the greatest. This is why Radharani loves him so much. So then what happens? The weather becomes perfect. Suddenly, the moon comes out, the sky is clear, and it all becomes perfect. And the gopis think, this is the best time to do the swing festival. So they create a big, nice big uh, mandap for the Lord. And they sit Radharani and Krishna there, and they give them nice food and singing and dancing, betel nuts, this, that, and the other. In the meantime, they create a swing. And when the swing is ready, they ask them to come and sit on the swing, and then they swing them. And it's a wonderful, wonderful swing festival that we just did recently. Right? We just finished that. Radha Govinda Swing Festival, Jhulan Yatra. So they do a wonderful Jhulan Yatra, and now they're in complete ecstasy, and Radharani says to Krishna, I really want to dance now. Can we dance? The two of us, can we dance? Krishna says, yes. The gopi says, but what about us? We want to dance too. So the Rasalila starts. Now into Rasalila, which is that painting there. Amazing, amazing Rasalila dance happens. All of the people of the material world want to be part of it. So Mother Lakshmi goes there. Lord Shiva goes there because they want to be part of it. Lakshmi is denied entry because Lord Krishna tells her, you already have a husband, Narayan, so it's not really fair that you dance with me. won't be very faithful. And uh, Lord Shiva says, I'm so unfortunate. I've got a male body. I wish I had a female body. Then I could have danced with you. I really, really want to dance with you. And of course, we all know that Lord Shiva is Krishna's favorite devotee. Krishna can't say no to Lord Shiva. So, he says to Shiva, okay, there's a way to do it. You go into that um, uh, river there, take a bath in that river, everything will be fine. So he goes and takes a bath in the river, comes out, and he's a beautiful gopi. He's formed and transforms to a beautiful gopi. So he comes towards the Ras Lila place, and then uh, the, the mandap, and then the gopis are thinking, who is this beautiful gopi? We never saw this beautiful gopi before. You know? And they welcome her, and they said, wow, you're so beautiful, would you like to dance? She says, yes, I'd like to dance. <laughs> So she has a nice dance with Krishna. And so she gets part to take part in the Rasalila as well. And then later on, the gopis say, that, but we never saw you before. Because then what happens at some point, Krishna leaves the Rasalila dance. Because he sees that, he feels that Radharani is getting a little proud, so he wants to break her pride, so he runs out of the dance. And the gopis all become totally morose. Where did Krishna go? We're dancing nicely. What happened? So at that time, they say to this gopi, who are you? And because the gopis are so powerful, Lord Shiva had to change back to his form as Lord Shiva. So they realized who it was. It was there because they also pray to him uh, so that Krishna can be their husband like that. And different arrangements they have with Krishna. So anyway, so Lord Shiva goes back to his own service again and realizes that the service that he is doing is very blissful service It's because it's very pleasing to Krishna. And this is for us the essence of our life. Tomorrow is Vyasa Puja, Srila Prabhupada's appearance day. Jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja Mahatsava ki jai. So tomorrow when we are speaking, we'll be talking about why Prabhupada started this movement and what is it for us that we are so very fortunate that we joined that movement, joined this movement, the Hare Krishna movement. But a very essential part of this movement is service. Service Prabhupada describes his expression of love. 
for Krishna. We're very happy to do service. In fact, I remember one time in a class, my spiritual master was speaking, and he was saying that if anybody asks me to do any service, that person is my best friend. But this is the value of service. Sometimes we think of service as work. It is not work. It is expression of love. Do as much as you can. And what you can't do, that's all right. We're limited beings. We can only do limited service. That's all right. But do as much as you can. Always have a very favorable attitude. Oh, may I serve? How may I serve? Have that attitude. And so this is the attitude that Lord Shiva has. And therefore, he's a very special category. He's Shiva Tattva. We are Jiva Tattva. He's Shiva Tattva. And of course, Krishna is Vishnu Tattva. Like that. So, from this day of Krishna, we can see how Krishna actually has so much love for his devotees and how the devotees actually totally enjoy in their service uh, for Krishna. So today is Sri Krishna Janamasthami. Today is the day when we can actually uh, re-energize ourselves like this. Pray to Lord Krishna, pray to Kalachanji, pray to the deities through Radharani, like that. That please bless us with eternal devotional service. May we always serve you, however you want us to serve you. Because all of us are going to serve in different ways. All of us are not going to serve in one way. Sometimes it is said, this is the best service. Sometimes said, that is the best service. Sometimes this is the best service. The best service is service done according to our nature. Each and every one of us has a unique nature. And if we serve according to our unique nature, that is the service that pleases Krishna the most. Giraj Maharaj gives a very nice topic, uh, subject, uh, discussion about this. He calls all of us a particular flavor. So we're all a particular flavor. So in a feast, all the different food items have a particular flavor. The idea is not to mix the flavors in the sense the ice cream should not taste like pizza. You see what I'm saying? The ice cream should taste like ice cream. Pizza should taste like pizza. Otherwise you pick up pizza and it tastes like karela. And you think to yourself, what's happened here? This must be something wrong with this pizza, right? And if you pick up karela and it tastes like ice cream, you'll think, oh my God, what happened? Be yourself. Be our own nature. Don't try to copy somebody. Don't be somebody else. And in our nature, there is always something we would love to do for Krishna. We'd like to sing. We'd like to pray. We'd like to dance. We'd like to eat prasadam. We'd like to distribute books. We'd like to read books. We'd like to hug a devotee, we'd like to speak nicely with devotees, we'd like to live in a community. There are millions and billions of things that we can do. Choose your favorites. And then do them nicely, very happily. Krishna will accept it. Because Krishna says, I will only accept if it is offered with love and devotion. And it will be love and devotion if we are happy, right? How can it be love and devotion if we are not happy? Now, sometimes we will do service that we may not totally love, but we're doing it because it's necessary. That also we do it with love and devotion. Because Krishna gave us some service that was good for us at that time. Okay, we'll take that service too. But we must always do the service that we love doing anyway all the time also. So this way we'll never be tired. We won't think, now I need to go to sleep because I'm too tired. We won't think, I need to now go for two weeks on a break because I need a break you need a break, means your service is not service. That means a job. Everybody wants a break from a job. From service, nobody would want a break. Prabhupada never took a break from service. None of our spiritual masters take breaks from services. Because they love their service. If you love what you do, where's the question of a break? How many of you would like to take a break from money? 
No, right? How many of you would like to take a break from happiness? A break from love? We want these things. So, service is something we want to do for Krishna. And today is that day when we can commit ourselves to Krishna and say, Krishna, I am yours and you are mine. And everything I will do today and any time in the future, and please in the past also correct it, is done for only one reason, and that is to please you. Solely Krishna's pleasure, SKP, Sankirtan Party. Always Krishna's pleasure. And that's the only reason we're doing anything. We're sitting here for Krishna's pleasure. We'll be walking in some uh, minutes for Krishna's pleasure. We'll be talking. We'll be dancing. We'll be crying. We'll be fighting. We'll be whatever for Krishna's pleasure. Then what will happen is our lives will become fully Krishna conscious. And then we'll be in so much ecstasy, whether we're in Golok Bindavan or we're here, what difference does it make? We're always with Krishna. And we're always chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Bhakti Vinod Thakur describes these are only two important activities we have to take care of. Chant Hare Krishna with love and devotion and serve others. Jeev there, serve others. And particularly devotees. Because the devotees are a very special category of jiva. They're the best. Vaishnava Seva is the best. Hare Krishna. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to ask if any of you would like to say something or ask any questions. We have, yeah. Anybody would like to say something? Is there a mic around somewhere? That we can pass around? Yeah. Can you bring it around just so that anybody wants to say something, they can say that. Yeah, anybody would like to say something? Please, feel welcome to say. Yes, Prabhu. Jason Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Give you a tap on it, it'll... There you go. Hare Krishna, I just wanted to uh, thank you for the the very inspiring class. Oh, thank you, Prabhu. That was actually it. Just repeating, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just repeating what oh, we hear. But yes. I did have a question about Lord Shiva. Yes. Um, when... Was he acting as a man, for man? Yeah. Yeah, so Lord Shiva is actually a transformation of Krishna. So when Krishna himself expands in the form of the Chaturvyuha and the Matamaha Chaturvyuha and then Narayan and Mahavishnu, like that, he realizes that for love, there have to be three things, right? You should, you can choose to uh, love a person, you can choose to hate a person, you can choose to be in the middle somewhere, right? So people make choices, three choices. So he had to manifest the material world so that those who didn't want to be with him and didn't want to enjoy with him can go there and enjoy there separately. You see what I'm saying? But then there were his own people who were expanding and going there, right? So he had to go there so they can give them some shelter. So when his halo, when the halo of Mahavishnu touches the material energy, then that becomes Lord Shiva. That's Lord Shiva. And his purpose is actually 
to uh, control the mode of ignorance because people are in mode of ignorance, right? When they come to the material world, they're definitely in mode of ignorance. So he gives shelter to those in the mode of ignorance and slowly turns them towards Krishna. This is why those who become Lord Shiva's devotees, when they pray to Krishna, Lord Shiva, now I want what you want, they become Krishna's devotees. Until then, they don't become Krishna's devotees. They remain his devotees. But the moment they realize that the purpose of our life is to please our Lord, Lord Shiva, and then they start praying to him, O oh Lord, we want to please you. Whatever pleases you the most, please bless us so that we may please you the most. Then he will show them Krishna consciousness. Then he will make them devotees of Krishna. He knows that's the best of the best. Because one of the four qualities that separates Krishna from Lord Narayan is that his devotees are unparalleled. Unparalleled means unparalleled even by him. They're very amazing. His devotees are so amazing, sometimes we think they're even greater than Krishna. Like Mother Yashoda, Radharani, Lord Balaram. Sometimes they act in ways that are greater than Krishna. You see what I'm saying? But they're not. They're all Krishna's devotees. They're all Krishna's people. Krishna is always the greatest. But the fact is that Krishna will let somebody do that. So Lord Shiva knows if you become a devotee of Krishna, you can get the best of the best in your life. And everybody's looking for what is described as supersidity. In the Bhagavatam, the sages of Nimishrani asked six questions because they knew Kaliuga was coming. So they wanted to give advice to the residents of Kaliuga so that they can have the best life also. So the first question they asked was, can you please summarize all of the scriptures and uh, uh, turn it into one sentence so that we will understand that this is what the scriptures say. And so the statement is made, Savepung Sang Parodharmo, Yathor Bhaktir, Dhokshija, Ohetukiya Pratyata, Yeyatma, Suprasiddhiti. That the greatest activity, the greatest dharma, is to actually engage in the loving devotional service of Adhokshija, Krishna. And this should be done unceasingly and without any motivation. Then one will become completely satisfied. So complete satisfaction, supersidity, is the purpose of life. The only way one can get supersidity is if they become a devotee of Krishna. They have to do uh, 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 bhakti of adhokshya. Adhokshya means Krishna when he cannot be defeated, who is undefeatable and who actually is beyond the senses in a manner that is completely exciting, uh, uh, completely enlivening to all living entities. So, so that, uh, uh, so from there you can see why becoming a devotee of Krishna is the greatest boon in life. And this is what Lord Shiva gives as the boon to those who truly want to please him like that. That's what they do. Does that make sense? Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, Sanatana Govinda Prabhu. Yeah, Krishna appears once in the day of Brahma. Yeah. 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 Tap it hard, tap it hard. Little hard. Oh, it's not green? If it's not green, then it's not on. Ah, it's green. No, at the bottom, it should be green at the bottom, right at the bottom. Is it red or green? 
And we try to put it on again because he's not, you know. Yeah, I'll repeat the question. Go ahead. So Krishna appears once in the day of Brahma. Yeah, once in 8,640,000,000 million years. 8,640,000,000. Million. Only 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's right. 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 Yeah, so we've... So Long time ago, yeah. 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 Sanat Govind Prabhu is making a very nice point. And that is that Krishna just appeared in the day of Brahma, which is 8,640,000,000 years. Uh, uh, Krishna appears only once. And so he just appeared 5,000 years ago, and then Lord Goranga appeared only 500 years ago. So it's like just a fraction of a moment ago. And we are so fortunate that the best of the best, Nama Mahavadanyaya, Lord Chaitanya, appeared only 500 years ago. So we are very fortunate that we become devotees at this time. It is actually our greatest fortune. At the same time, we have to remember, this is not the first time that Lord Krishna and Lord Gauranga have come and we've been in this world. It's described that we've been in this world since this breath of Vishnu, and that was a little over 155 trillion years ago. So uh, in that time, Lord Krishna has come already 15,001 times. This is the 15,000 first visit, by the way. And Lord Goranga came 15,001 times. And we didn't go back to Godhead in the other 15,000. Why are we going to go back to Godhead in 15,001? There's no special uh, magic to the number 15,001. So basically, this is very important. This is why tomorrow's Vyasa Puja is very important. We have to be serious. We have to take to this process. And how can we be serious? We can be serious by internally making a decision that all I want to do is to be with Radha and Krishna and their, and their associates, Lord Goranga and Lord and their associates, and perform pastimes with them, be in their pastimes and serve them eternally. That's all I want. I'm not interested in this world. Prabhupada said, unless you detest this world, you cannot get the beginning of the knowledge of Krishna consciousness. Even the beginning of jnana doesn't happen without first you have to become detestful towards the material world. Now, if you know this English word, detestful, look it up in the dictionary you will see it means you really, really don't like the material world. You like nothing about it. There's nothing about it you like. The only thing you like about the material world is you have an opportunity to do some service to Krishna and to Radharani and to Lord Goranga, Lord Nityananda, to the spiritual master, to the devotees like that. That's the only reason this world is bearable. Otherwise, it's a very unbearable world. So many problems all the time, difficulties. We've been through these difficulties so many times, we've now become tolerant towards these problems, and we think it's okay. It's not okay. This is a very nasty place to live in. We need to get out of here. And for that, we have to become sincere. And always plead to Krishna, oh Krishna, please, 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 Krishna, let this be my last. I'm not interested in the material world. If I come back again, please let me be your pure devotee from birth, so that I can engage in your service. But then it doesn't matter whether I'm in hell, or I'm in Golok Vrindavan. It's the same to me because I'm always engaging in your service. I'm always blissful in your service. This is our maximum effect, you know. So this also we have to bear in mind. Yes, we are very fortunate, but two, we have to exercise the fortune. To take advantage of the fortune. Just having the fortune out there is not good enough. I mean, walking down the street and you see this big diamond, 
and you don't pick it up and, you know, take advantage of it, that diamond is worth billions of dollars. It's that big. It's worth billions of dollars. You just put it aside. You didn't take any value of it. I'm only talking in money terms because money makes a lot of sense to the people in Kali Yuga. We're not interested in diamonds. We're interested in bhakti. We're interested in Krishna consciousness. And today is the day when we can refuel ourselves like that and take advantage of the fact that we're so fortunate that we're in front of Kalachanji, who is the oldest deity of Krishna outside of uh, outside of India. And has been served for thousands of years. I was hearing the history back from somebody who knows a lot about it, who came from Vindavan and told us the story. This is a very old deity. He's been served very nicely. Lord Chaitanya has danced in front of Kalachanji, personally. It's a very famous and powerful deity. We're very fortunate we have him in Dallas. Let's take advantage and love him completely and love each other completely. Because he he's only happy if he sees us happy. And we're happy to see him and Radharani and the other deities happy. So it's a bit of a competition. Who's going to make who happier? We have to compete with the deities. So we're going to make you happier, then you can make us happy. That's love. And to do that, first we have to fall in love with one another, right? We can't be fighting one another and thinking we're going to make Kalachanji happy. He's not going to be happy. We have to learn to live together, work with the authority system. Yeah, we don't like to wear masks. If the deities, if the authorities tell us wear masks, we wear it. I hate wearing a mask. But they told us to do it, so I'm wearing it. It's the only way it works. You've got to follow authority. Even if the authority is making a mistake, unless it's something very bad, if they tell you to do something criminal, don't do that. But if they tell you something you don't like, do it anyway, because Krishna is actually going to bless you. He's going to say, oh, these people follow. Because in Golok Vrindavan, the gopis are always following. They're very smart. They're the smartest of the smartest, but still following Radharani and others. They're their leaders, Lalita, Vishakha, like that, you know? Everybody's following. Very good point. Thank you, bro. Anybody else? No? Thank you all very much. All glories to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada ki. Jai Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji ki. Jai. Jai the holy appearance day of Lord Sri Krishna ki. Jai. So today, uh, there's many people out there as you can meet and, and, and make them uh, happy in Krishna consciousness. Please try. Please take some books out, give some books out, chant Hare Krishna, do some kirtan outside, whatever. And any service that you have an opportunity to do, please take advantage of that service. Okay? Thank you very much. Now, today it's going to, I'm going to be locking down the temple now, so nobody will be in the temple. Uh, and we will be reopening tomorrow for Mangalarti. In the meantime, all the programs will be in the park. And there will be some things that happen on the altar, but then we'll show that on the, uh, we'll show that on, uh, online through YouTube, Facebook, and Zoom. Okay. Thank you everybody who's online and watching and hearing. Um, all glories to you. All glories to Lord Krishna. All glories to Janmasmi, uh, festival. Uh, please, uh, Take advantage of today in terms of reaching out to Krishna, praying through Radharani to Krishna, because that's how Prabhupada asked us to do that, so that we can be blessed to become fully Krishna conscious and help others so that they can have supersidity in their lives, complete satisfaction in their lives. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.
So the temple will be open till 10 o'clock, by the way, so it's okay to stay till 10. And then 10 o'clock, we'll start shutting the temple down. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.